Greetings and welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. Hope everyone is doing well. Spring is here, and that means a whole new batch of horror movies. The theater is going to get some horror stuff coming out. Horror has been doing well uh, this last year because horror is relatively low budget and can make a profit. So Hollywood's finally catching on to this. The bastardized, redheaded stepchild of Hollywood is finally starting to get its due because Hollywood realizes horror fans are diehard and... Horror movies can turn a profit, especially when they're executed well and they're part of a franchise that keeps up the quality and does not disappoint its fans. Okay, so let's jump into one of the most anticipated movies of the year, Evil Dead Rise. Evil Dead Rise is about a young rocker woman who gets preggers, and she goes to visit her sister for some advice. Uh, They're a little bit estranged, so their reunion is interrupted by those damn Evil Dead attacking people in a condemned apartment complex. The 2013 one, I thought it was pretty good. Uh, Fede Alvarez did the 2013 one. Of course, nothing matches uh, the original Evil Dead 1, 2, and Army of Darkness, of course. But he did a pretty good job. Um, that was, of course, more about like an, an addict and some themes of that around the Evil Dead. But it's still like a cabin in the woods. But there were, no, there were no scenes in that 2013 version that really stuck out in my head. Ever since the original Evil Dead blessed indie horror fans in the early 80s, the series has been a darling of the indie horror community. Fans go nuts. I love the Evil Dead movies. There is something very kind of magic lightning in a bottle about what Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi captured in those movies. And something that fans are clamoring for. Everybody clamors. We clamor for the magic. We clamor for the lightning in a bottle to continue. The lightning in a bottle can only... Occasionally it can strike twice. But it's rare when it does. But we're always looking for that to happen. We're always chasing the dragon. (laughs) The first, first time you get drunk. The first time you get high. You get that incredible feeling. Or the first time you fall in love, you get that incredible feeling and you're, you're chasing it. So, Looking for a movie to be like to be as good as Evil Dead 2 was is Chasing the Dragon. That's what all, in my opinion, that's what all of us horror fans are doing when we go back to the Evil Dead franchises. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for that magic to repeat itself like it so blessed us in Evil Dead 2. So did it get there? What we will explore is how close this movie got to the original Evil Dead magic. Fortunately for this movie, Bruce Campbell and Sam Raimi were both pretty involved in it. So that helped quite a bit. They kind of gave the... I was watching an interview with them. They kind of gave the rules of the Evil Dead to follow. They gave the the director, Lee Cronin, a lot of leeway. But they also said, here's some core rules you have to follow with the Evil Dead. Which, sort of like an example of that is, you know, if somebody that you know gets killed, they got to come back and not as the same person. Um... It's got to revolve around a book. There's a certain lore around the book, et cetera, et cetera. And the thing is, is it's different. Like, if you haven't seen any of the Evil Dead movies, it's gonna. this movie's just going to come off like a, like a balls-to-the-wall crazy horror movie. It all depends on what your experience is with Evil Dead is going to be the lens of which you view this movie through. Now, some people... It all, it's, it all depends. Like, some fans like Evil Dead 1 more. Some fans like Evil Dead 2 more. I'm a big fan of Evil Dead 2 because... That, to me, is one of the most creative horror movies that I've ever seen. And it's hilarious and gory horror movies that I've ever seen. That movie is definitely magic. So, this movie here, though, I'm going to address the reservations that I had about 
going into this movie, being an Evil Dead fan. So the main one was basically like, first and foremost, what's this movie going to be like without Bruce Campbell? How do you continue the Evil Dead franchise without Bruce Campbell? Well, this one functions more around a family unit. You're not going to get like the like the funny Bruce Campbell shit. You're not going to get... Nobody delivers lines like Bruce Campbell does. This one is definitely more in tone out of the out of the, of the original Evil Dead series. Evil Dead 1 is more of like a straight-up scary movie. Evil Dead 2 is Three Stooges meets a horror movie. And then Evil Dead 3 is pretty much a straight-up comedy. A straight-up comedy with a, the horror backdrop to it. You just kind of got to know what to expect when going into this movie. You're not going to, it's not going to be like what you remember from those first three movies. However, it does have, like from the very beginning of the movie, they have camera shots that are reminiscent or faithful to the original Evil Dead movie. And number two, is it going to compromise? Is it going to do like the Disney thing where it sells out and becomes PG-13? Which would be the complete opposite of what the Evil Dead movie started out as. Are they going to take Evil Dead as we know and love it? And are they going to PGify it, Disneyify it, um, saturate it, uh, make it bland? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, the answer to that is absolutely not. In fact, they kind of doubled down on how crazy it is. I sort of see it as a way of continuing the Evil Dead franchise. Um, I just think that it's not as fun as the as the universe that Bruce Campbell exists in with that franchise. But anyways, moving on, let's judge it how it is for its own merit here. So it starts out with a pretty cool scene at a lake uh, where there's some carnage, and this, the movie's paced pretty well. So then it gets into the you know the story about the rocker girl going to visit her sister, and then it basically kind of turns into this weird sort of family drama with Evil Dead in the background, which I thought it was kind of an interesting angle on it. Although that's sort of just the backdrop, because there's not a lot of character stuff they really go into this movie, because Mayhem is is pretty much the constant in it. It's funny, because when you see this movie with an audience, you can tell. Everyone's waiting to see exactly what kind of movie it's going to be. You know, you got your intro scene, where usually they'll do... Movies will do, like horror movies and whatnot, will do an intro scene that's a little crazy just to get people's attention. But then, so you sort of ride that one off. You're like, well, okay, that's that's the scene that's going to hook me, but what's the actual movie going to be like? And not too long into the movie, when the evil dead start uh, possessing people, there is a scene where this demon spawn just rip, <laughs> grabs a victim's head and just rips the scalp off right away. And you can tell from that moment on what the movie's going to be like. And so then, then you can tell, like, the crowd's like, oh, we're going to get, like, a bloodbath, basically. And that's kind of been consistent with the Evil Dead movies before. Is that it, they were always, there was, they were always kind of drenched in blood. Um, so this one is no exception. It's just that the tone is much more serious. Which I think it was a good idea they chose Lee Cronin because that movie that he did, Hole in the Ground, has a creepy vibe to it. I guess you could kind of consider it like almost more of like a 
thriller or family drama or like dark family drama than a horror movie, but it's uh but it's about this kid that basically wanders out, comes back and wanders out to this like hole in the ground and then he comes back and he comes back changed like he's like a changeling. You hear those horror stories about changelings which will take the place of kids, you know, creep creep everyone out, including their parents and everybody else out around them. But the movie had a good creepy vibe and you can tell that Lee Cronin's good with actors, so he was he was a good choice for this. He does not shy away from the gore whatsoever. This movie pretty much like once it gets running you're kind of like placing your bets on who's going to live and who's going to die, but you don't really know. They uh, they get rid of the taboos in this. They'll they'll pretty much take anyone out in this movie, regardless of uh, age or gender. Or, it doesn't matter. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. That gave it an unpredictable feel. And the Evil Dead in this movie are dangerous. Uh, they are dangerous, and they can kill you in a heartbeat. Um, so you got to have some kind of like Bruce Campbell Ash fighting skills to be able to survive the Evil Dead in this one, even more than in the original Evil Dead movies. Uh, these are not slow, slothy zombie demon spawn. These are fast and dangerous and creepy too. So how does it exactly set itself apart from the original trilogy? And is it worth watching? I would say yes, but I would just say uh, know your expectations going into it. What Lee Cronin does really well in this that separates it from the other ones is he has a great style. Uh, it looks fantastic. He does make you feel like you are in uh, the world of Evil Dead when you watch it. Like it's Evil Dead, Evil Dead adjacent. Like it exists within that universe more or less. Uh, so of course not the same as Raimi, but like it, like it can be existing in that universe, but just like a different version of that universe. So instead of the people, you know, partying in the woods, he deal, deals with a family unit that uh, has definitely like dysfunctionality going on with it. And of course, when you have kids involved, the creepiness factor gets kicked up a notch because you're you're concerned more for their safety. This movie here, it's a very bold take, <laughs> very bold, uh, non-saturated take. And when it, when I mean like it doubles down, like gore wise, it really doubles down gore wise. So you will see um, all crazy kinds of carnage in this movie that will really uh, press the limits of the R rating. <laughs> and it definitely outdoes uh, the other it, the other Evil Dead movies as far as like extreme violence. I don't know about like quantities of blood because that would be Evil Dead too. I don't think anything's matched that yet for quantities. And they had to, of course change the color in that to not be like a dark red. They had to change it to like, you know, like a lighter red or the green in some points had all these different kind of colors to avoid um, the X rating in uh, evil dead Two. Uh, this one pushes the limits in different ways. Um, and of course, uh, dumbass characters unleash the book of the dead, like in all the other movies, there's got always got to be some kind of a dumbass that unleashes the book of the dead in this one. It's a whole, extra special kind of dumbass because you really do like feel for the feel for the kids and you're concerned for their safety in this movie except for this one kind of like hipster kid so an earthquake unleashes i'll explain why so an earthquake unleashes the book the book is still entombed though so this kid crawls down the one of the kids in the family he's like a wannabe dj and he crawls down into this <laughs> crawls down into the where the book is entombed and not only is he going into this hole that the earthquake has opened up, but 
he sees all these crosses that are protecting this entombed book. And he just decides to grab it and take it. And then not only that, but the book bites him. And he still takes it. And then he still recites the verses uh, as a DJ. <laughs> it's like playing the record as a DJ. That's, that's you know, like in the original Evil Dead, how they have their record and everything. And they're playing it and it's doing the incantation, incantations. So he's doing like a DJ thing with it. Now this kid, uh, I did not feel much sympathy for. The other characters, yes. But this kid, I mean, what kind of a dumbass? I mean, to go in and like that has something that has all kinds of like crosses protecting it. I mean, it's either a vampire or something very, very evil. And you decide to be like, ah, I don't know what that means. It's just all this, I guess it's just fancy jewelry. <laughs> Anyways. But aside from that, uh, Cronin has a great style. Um, he's very good at creepy stuff. If you've seen his movie, The Hole in the Ground, he's good at that. And he's good at like family oriented stuff and disturbing things like in involving the family and dysfunctionality and general creepiness. Uh, that, that lends itself very well to this movie. Oh, the main actors are fantastic in it, especially the two female leads are great. And there's really cool shots, really cool suspenseful moments, kind of like almost Hitchcocky and stuff in this movie that's pulled off really well. And I was enjoying like the fact that it was doing its own thing until towards the end when they just couldn't help themselves. They had to whip out a couple of Bruce Campbell lines and they had to do some lines from Evil Dead 2. And I'm just thinking to myself, why go there? Because number one, no one can deliver lines like Bruce Campbell can. And number two, if you're going to do your own thing, do your own thing. Don't make us feel like you're doing a remake without doing a remake of the original Evil Dead, if that makes any sense. Uh, but that's what I was, I was confused by that. And they kind of, they kind of lost me there. And, and also, if you're going to do like a, an alternate version of Evil Dead with another book and have it take place like in a slightly different universe, at least I'm not saying go into all the lore of the of this other book, but some lore would be great. So I'm just expanding the lore a little bit. I don't want to know too much, but I want to know a little bit just to expand that lore. Open up the world a little bit and let us know what we can see and how we can expand this universe. Aside from those things that I had some issues with, it's a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> as long as you're not squeamish and you enjoy over the top uh gore. Because over the top over the top kind of comic book style gore, but it really goes for it. And a fantastic style. Hopefully, when they make more of these, I hope they do expand the lore of the universe a little bit. And if they're going to try and do a different thing, I hope they try and do a little bit more of a different thing. I do respect the idea that they that we did have the feel that it was involved uh, in the Evil Dead universe. So not a complete knock it out of the park, but very, very far from a failure and a fun, fun kind of a midnight movie to experience. So um, definitely worth checking out as a horror fan. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for listening. Check out Evil Dead Rise, and we'll see you next time on the Dead Harbor Podcast. Yeah.